nervous to tell you this, but I something that I've always really wanted to do is like watch you hook up with a girl while I also hook up with her. So yeah. what is that conversation like? Have you ever had experience in that conversation? Yeah. So I actually, um, I also like throw sex parties for a living. So, Hello, hello. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. I'm Eliza Gelman, your host. I am a holistic nutritionist as well as a podcast host. And I'm so thrilled that you all joined us this week. So this week we have a very exciting episode and we're going to get into it in just a moment. We have Stephanie Pappas, who is a sex professional. It is finally time that we have a whole podcast dedicated to not just figuring out what we like in sex, but how to communicate what we like, how to figure out what we like, and kind of just the ins and outs of different types of sexual beings. It's a really exciting episode and we definitely get into some questions that you guys had. I know a lot of women, well, I say women, mostly women, a hundred percent of them were women who were asking questions on how can I have an orgasm and how do I tell my partner that I'm not having orgasms? And I was like, oh my God, this is so funny because these are things that we talk about, you know, behind closed doors, but here we are lifting, you know, smashing through the fourth wall and we're just going to give it to you guys straight. You can also hear Jack in the background. He's very offended. He's a man. Um, but anyways, we're just going to give it to you guys straight that it's not that easy. And fellas who you are listening, or if you're listening next to your girl or your partner, or whoever, it's not that easy for a girl. It genuinely, guys have a million different ways that they can get off in two different, se- in two seconds. Women just kind of know exactly what to do. Whereas men just fiddle around and they're, yes, they're trying their best, but at the end of the day, like, take your ego aside. Let it be about the woman's pleasure for just a second. Okay. Cause we all know the guy can get off. Typically, I don't mean to generalize, but typically it's easier for the guy to get off and women. It takes a little bit more. We need some focus. We need some concentration. You need to warm us up. It's like, you're not going to just stick brownies in the oven when the oven is cold, right? You have to preheat. So we're going to talk about all that today on the podcast. And I am just reeling right now. All right. And let me just tell you a quick story. This has been my day. So I had this full day planned. I wasn't coaching any clients. And so I knew that I was going to be recording. I was going to be editing. I was going to be putting together all of my calendars for the next month. Like today was a day of productivity. And as someone who just preaches about productivity, and I'd like to consider myself a fairly productive person. However, today has been the biggest shit show I have ever I have had in a long time. And I know that this is a very privileged thing to say that my day was completely turned upside down when my computer broke. And when I say my computer broke, I'm saying it is like ticking and it is Tourette'sing and it is wigging out on me in the sense that I turn it on, it turns off, it turns itself back on. I turn it on, I try and shut it down, I hold things down, I hold down buttons, I've been Googling all day. It's happened 25 different times and I'm not exaggerating. That is not an exaggeration. I've tried it 25 different times. I finally made an appointment. And let me preface this by saying, I understand this is a very privileged problem to have, and I'm fortunate that I have been able to afford to get a new computer, which I unfortunately had to do bye-bye money. Um, They completely screwed me in the Apple store, but I was actually there for it. I just like completely dropped trial, let them do it. I was like, look, I just need a new computer and you're going to charge me what you're going to charge me. Um, Either way. So I had to get a new computer today because my old one crashed and Old Faithful, she just completely geysered 
today. She exploded Old Faithful no more. It's 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 done for. And I never thought I would say that because I have had this computer for 10 years. And that's a long time for a Mac. I've had it since 2011. I was a freshman in college and that's aging me, but I don't give a shit. So I was so excited to say, oh my God, you know, I've, it's like, it's like keeping a dog until the dog is like 18, but the dog is happy and healthy. It's like, you never see it. It's amazing. I had this dinosaur of a computer, but at the end of the day, computer just didn't want to compute. So here we are. It's just kaput. I've got to go back to the Apple store to see if I can try and finagle some of my documents. The biggest issue, hi Jack, the biggest issue that I have with this entire conundrum is that the intro music for my podcast is solely on that computer. The intro that I've recorded, all of that. I know you heard it in the beginning of the podcast, but normally there's an intro, there's me speaking over it and all that good stuff. Not today. All right, we're going back to the fucking basics. And I didn't have my intro speech like you all love to hear in the beginning of the podcast. And I'm not going to have an outro speech. So you're just going to hear some music and I'll talk over it. So that is my goal for Sunday. They said that the only, it is, it is Wednesday. I recorded this earlier this afternoon and it was bomb. It was perfect. And while I was editing, everything smashed and crashed. Not like a smush room, but just it, everything crashed. And I realized, what the fuck have I been doing? This is a lesson for me. I need to be backing my stuff up often. I need to be reminded to do such things. And honestly, I am that friend who can't, I I can't figure out how, I couldn't figure out how to turn this computer on. I am so ancient in the ways of technology, and it might not seem like that because of the podcast, but let me tell you that it has taken years of muscling through, Googling, YouTubing. I still am trying to figure some shit out when I edit the podcast, but I have proven to myself that yes, I can produce and I can do all these things. However, I have muscled through. And like we mentioned before, I'm a very productive person. However, if some professional podcast editor or producer was looking at me editing this podcast, they'd be like, you are basically, it's basically like every time I edit a podcast, I love doing it. But imagine typing a full essay just with like caveman fingers, just typing one button on the computer at a time. I feel like that's what I'm doing. I'm spinning my wheels. I'm circling the drain. Speaking of circling the drain, I'm about to combust. So we're going to get into today's episode. Also, I just wanted to let you all know that there's squirrels living in my car and I'm trying to figure out a humane way to get them out. Um, I have had friends tell me that they've had squirrels or mice in their car and they stockpiled nuts and corn in the battery of their car and the battery was singed and fried. So let's just hope and pray for Eliza that she doesn't have to buy a new Prius this month and a new computer because mama needs sponsors. I We got to keep the lights on. What are we doing here? I'm telling you when I recorded this earlier, it was smooth. It was beautiful. Now I've got a dog tip tapping in the back because he peed on the rug. I had to remove the rug so it's not soundproofed in here. And you guys, I'm telling you, it feels like we're going back to the basics. And I also feel like I just took an Adderall because I'm so happy to just have a working computer. <sighs> Breathe. Oh, yep. Still, still just tipping and tapping. All right. So we're going to get into today's episode. And I know this is long awaited. I'm, I couldn't be more excited for this. I got off of the call with Stephanie after we were done recording and she and I'm quoting her she goes I think that was the best interview I've ever done compliments to the chef 
it's honestly just about asking questions. I have tried to get a sex professional on this podcast for, if you follow me on Instagram on the hotter than health or just the Eliza G underscore wellness Instagram, you know, I've been talking about this and kind of teasing having this type of professional on the podcast, but it's been challenging to have one because I have had a tough time trying to get, trying to get someone who, Jack, chill trying to get someone who will open up about their personal sexual story. Like, yes, I want to answer questions. Yes, I want to get to the, you know, I want to talk about everything that we want to talk about, like how to have an orgasm. Why, why is it easier for men? And what can women do? Like, how can we stop faking it? Blah, blah, blah. How can we communicate our wants and needs? Or are we in a sexless relationship? Like all of those things, we talk about vibrators, we talk about group sex, we talk about threesomes. I don't want to give it all away, but here we are. And I really wanted to almost like I said before is just you know break that fourth wall and have everyone see like what does the sex therapist do in her free time how is her sex life or how are how is their sex life or you know if you go to therapy well how is their if you go to couples therapy how is their relationship with their husband is it fucking perfect or are they actually practicing what they preach I didn't want someone to come on the podcast and just you know spout out tips and tricks and advice that they don't practice themselves and so that's why I really really appreciate Stephanie she really lets us into her story and then we just dive deep into tips tricks stories it is such a good episode it is such a fun episode dad please don't listen to this one if you've made it this far I know you're probably on the boat listening enjoying and you're like oh my god I want to support my daughter don't just leave a review. Go write another one. That's how you can support me for this one. You don't need to be listening to this podcast. Anyone else, feel free. And um, while you're listening, make sure you share it with your friends. Share it with your, maybe not your family, if that's weird. I don't know what kind of family dynamic you have. However, this also might be a fun one to listen to with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner or your mate in the car. Or if you're alone listening to this, even better grab a vibrator, grab some lube. We talk about coconut lube all over the place. I've had a whole podcast episode on this. So make sure you guys are ready to take some notes. There's going to be like a little quiz at the end or a mention of a quiz. And that's what I really want you guys to get into is take your erotic blueprint quiz. I'm so, so excited for this episode. I can't wait for you all to hear it. And without further ado, I will get off of my soapbox and introduce you to our professional, Stephanie. So who is Stephanie? Stephanie Pappas is a sacred sex and relationship coach. She specializes in the erotic blueprints and goddess activation. So you guys are going to hear from Stephanie how to find out your erotic blueprint, what it means, what category you fall into, and I swear on my life, this is going to make your sex life and your sexual communication so much deeper and stronger. Let's get into it. Welcome Stephanie to the podcast. Before we get into everything, I know people know that you are obviously a sex professional. So tell us about how you got into this line of work and what you do specifically. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. So yeah, this is the story everyone always wants to hear is how I got into it. So I got divorced back in 2015. And so I was basically in kind of a sexless marriage. And that was a lot of where our our problems were stemming from. Obviously there were other things as well. Um, But I ended up getting divorced and just started on kind of the self-discovery journey. I actually, the first course I took was called Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts. I don't know if you've heard of Mama Gina, but she's like this goddess. 
one of our guest speakers that weekend was Jaya. And she is actually the creator of the erotic blueprints. And so I saw her speaking and I was just like, first of all, I figured out my erotic blueprint and everything just started making so much more sense. And I just felt like this was my calling. And I started taking her classes immediately, like signed up to become a coach. And so I have been coaching since 2016. And it's literally just been so transformative, like in my relationships now, just having better connection, knowing how to be vulnerable and just create deeper intimacy. Like it's about sex, but it's also about like that deeper intimacy that you have with people. Completely. I totally agree. I think that's amazing. And I also think that it's, it's nice to hear your perspective of being in a committed relationship with a a husband that you love very much. You guys decided to get married and then you realize that of course it's probably not just sex, you know, sex means maybe communication is off, maybe X, Y, and Z is off, you know, that's just one of the facets. But Mm -hmm. if you're in a sexless marriage, then it's like, is all the passion gone? So not to say that like you have to get divorced and figure this out to, to figure it out, but people just want to have better sex. They want to have a better understanding of how two people can enjoy sex at the same time. It's not just like, okay, they get some and then I get some. Like we want to make this um, more of an experience. But I say that because I'm I'm a sensual person. So it's it's all about kind of how you are. Okay, what is the erotic blueprint? You touched on that a little bit. But if you could explain the erotic blueprint, what is it and what are the types? Yeah. So there's five erotic blueprints. So it is kind of like the love languages. Everyone kind of has their primary blueprint. You might have a little bit of the other ones as well, Um, but it's really like your language of sex. So there's the first one is energetic. So energetic is all about um, space and tease. They really love the anticipation and they are highly sensitive and they love just really light touch even they can feel touch outside of their body they can feel the energy so they could even have like like energetic orgasms without even being physically touched um i'll kind of go through the shadow aspects as well because there's kind of the superpowers and shadow aspects so the shadow side of the energetic is that they can get really overwhelmed really easily so they can short circuit and kind of shut down Um, And they also may end up dissociating because of just, they can't assimilate with how much is going on. So it's just really important for them to go really slowly. Um, The next one is sensual. So sensual is all about igniting your five senses. So anything that's going to stimulate any of those five senses, this one is really kind of all about the romance and the ambiance. So they really love like the right playlist and the candles and like, all of the romantic things. And they love deeper massaging touch, like sensual massage and like getting out the massage oil and really grounding touch feels really good to them. Um, The shadow side to that is that they can get really stuck in their head. And so like they might be close to orgasm and then a thought could pop in and it takes them out and they have to like start back over from ground zero. The fucking worst. <laughs> we, anyone listening to this, anyone knows that feeling. I totally. Hope. And you said you resonate with sensual the most, right? Yes. But then as you're talking about energetic, I feel, I, I definitely feel like sensual first and then maybe energetic and then mm-hmm. just based on the pace and everything like that and how 
in my head I can get, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm a little bit of everything and it kind of depends on the situation, but absolutely. I definitely resonate with sensual and energetic. Mm -hmm. And with the sensual too, sometimes like the thoughts, like because they're so into the ambiance, like if there's a mess in the room or like a pile of laundry or something like that, it can take them out of the moment. And then it's really hard to be really present as well. Like if I know there's a shit ton of dirty dishes in the sink, I'm like, ah, because I know that it's all part of the experience where like afterwards, I just want to like lay there and relax. I don't want to have to go do a chore after that. I'm like, this is like how I wind down. This is how I want. I want to like be in this. So let's just knock out what we need to do. And we don't have to worry about it afterwards. We can just like bask in it. Yes. 100%. You're definitely essential. (laughs) So the next one is sexual. So this one's kind of more of like your cultural norm. It's what people refer to when they think of sex and like what you would see in porn. So it's the zero to 60 really quickly. They can get turned on super easily. They love just naked bodies, orgasm. Um, So they're like, let's get down to business. Like no foreplay. Yeah. Like they're be, they're happy with like, just going for it. So um, the shadow side to that is that they can kind of, become upset if orgasm doesn't happen. They're kind of really focused on the end goal. So they might end up missing out on some of the journey. Okay. I feel like, and I don't want to generalize, but I clearly women need a little more time to warm, warm things up. Mm -hmm. I, I assume, but I think men also, you know, they might like the experience. They want the sensual, like maybe they're very, slow moving and they just are passionate but I feel like a lot of the times it's like either they're offended if they don't have the end goal or it's it doesn't count or I don't know so I get blue balls not me personally like I understand it yeah but I'm just yeah I feel like it's definitely like what we see the most I don't know why we tend to see that um interestingly like based on Jaya's results that she's seen from all the testing she's done and stuff. It's like a lot of, it's not like all women are sensual and all men are sexual. It's actually like pretty combined. I think men do have other blueprints, but it's just so culturally like pervasive that that's kind of what they tend to go to. True. So, um, so yeah, that's the sexual. The next one is kinky. So kinky is anything that is out of the box or taboo for you. So you really like to kind of push your edges and your boundaries. Um, So there is like the being tied up and being spanked, like that's all part of it, but it could be something that's just maybe a little bit naughty to you. Um, And there's sensation-based and psychological-based kinky. So sensation is like feeling that sensation of being tied up, feeling the sensation of being spanked. And then psychological is like, you like the mind games, like being dominated or role-playing and just really like getting into each other's minds. Um, The shadow side with this one is there's a lot of shame that comes up because people are really afraid to share like some of those deep desires. And if it feels naughty to them, they're like, what if I'm rejected or shut down? Um, So a lot of shame comes up. And yeah, that's the biggest thing with the kinky. I have a question about the kinky. Yeah. 
so you mentioned oh, there could be a lot of shame and you know you're hiding something you feel like you're hiding something that people won't understand um yeah. and in everyone's own way i think that everybody has a little bit of a kink like where that they enjoy or that they fantasize about or whatever um yeah. and it might fall within that spectrum and i am curious to know how does the how does that guilt sometimes show up in a sex life do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's where it's just the communication that isn't happening. Mm-hmm. And so they start feeling like their needs aren't being met. And that's when you just start like disconnect. You can feel like when your partner isn't fully there with you or like that pulling away feeling. And so you're just not letting each other into your worlds and things just start breaking down. Got it. Communication can start breaking breaking down in other areas too. Mm -hmm, For sure. So kinky. And then the last one is shapeshifter. So shapeshifter is all of them combined, but it's literally like you want as much sensation happening as possible at one time. You wish you had like multiple hands on you. So you could have like a sensual massage and some like energetic touch and being like talked dirty to like, you love all of it. Um, so for me, I'm an energetic, like that's super overwhelming for me. I'm like, no, that scares me. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And then the shadow side with that is that they can feel like they're too much. They feel like they're unsatisfiable. Um, and they can end up just shape-shifting into what their partner needs and kind of overriding their own needs. Mm, I can feel, I feel like that's someone yeah someone who takes care of everybody else and then forgets their own needs that's huge and I feel like that could be very overwhelming too Mm -hmm. I can imagine and it's just like really easy for them to shift because they understand it's like they're like multilingual in the sex languages and so they can just easily do whatever you want to do but it might not be what they need amazing I'm do you so I always think about it I'm like oh my God, that person that I know is definitely this. And that person that I know is definitely this. And it makes so much sense. So tell me, I want to see kind of an example of like a shapeshifter. What is, what, if you could describe this person in a relationship who maybe, maybe they're asking their partner, Hey, I feel like I, and I can imagine this is probably a challenging conversation to have like, Hey, I'm not getting enough or Hey, I need more, you know, like I need more connection and I need just this like kaboom. So what would that kind of conversation look like? And how would you approach that? If you're craving just multiple, uh, multiple sources of energy and yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest thing to do is not have this conversation during sex. Like these things need to be talked about outside of the bedroom and it can be like, you can make fun kind of like games out of this. Like if you're like on a date night or something, you can like write down like little things that would turn you on and like have the other person like circle it or like, that's great. Like, yeah. Or just make it like, a way that it's not like you're accusing the other person of like doing anything wrong, but just like opening the conversation and talking about what your turn-ons are and what your turn-offs are. Like, it's so important to know both as well, because there's certain things that might trigger someone in the bedroom and shut them down. And so it's really important to know what your boundaries are as well. And I think 
so many couples don't even know what their boundaries are, like how to talk about those either. So it's really just opening the conversation and doing it outside of the bedroom and talking about your turn-ons and your turn-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, like for women, it's really important to just kind of, I have all my clients do this is like start a desire list um, to really just get to know yourself and get to know what your desires are. Because I think so many women don't even know like where to start. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I do. I definitely agree. And yeah. I think sometimes Sometimes if you haven't been feeling that stimulation in a while, if there's any like stagnation, whether it's in communication or in sex or any part of your relationship, I feel like you can almost be numb. You're like, I don't even know what I want anymore because it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's as though, okay, if you're not hungry, then you don't know what you're craving because you're not hungry, you know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if you're hungry for it, then you're like, you're clearly being directed to either the donuts or maybe you want fries. So salty or sweet. And it kind of just depends. Um, so, okay. That's really, I love that idea of having a little desire list. I think that's perfect. And I think that that's innocent in in a way, you know, and it's, it's collaborative and it gets people involved. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that you consistently hear when women reach out to you? So a lot of, um, women, first of all, like they want to be able to have an orgasm. That's something that's really big, like orgasming with their partner. Um, and one of the biggest things that I'm focusing on right now is just a lot of healing work. Like you were mentioning being numb, like a lot of that numbness also goes into actually feeling numb in your body and feeling like you can't even feel sensation. And so what that actually comes down to is that you have like some healing that you need to do to release, like if it's trauma or emotional baggage or whatever it is, um, when it's tied to our sexuality, it's actually like held in our sexual organs. So you end up feeling numb or pain. And so a lot of times that's what needs to be healed to actually be able to have orgasms. Um, so that, and then a lot of, uh, like confidence and then communication as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think confidence is so huge. And I think that a big part of confidence, of course, it, it comes from, you know, accepting yourself and loving yourself and knowing what you bring to the table and all these things and knowing your worth. But also I think that it's like, if you are secure in your partnership and you know that you're not going to be shamed for what you're asking for, and you're not scared to broach that subject, then I feel like people lose a little bit of confidence when they feel like they can't talk to their partner about that kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can I show up and be this sexy, confident person if I'm scared that I'm going to be, you know, stifled verbally or with communication, you know, Mm -hmm. or, and okay, here's another question. (laughs) Okay. When it has to do with ego, we did this whole, I did a whole Q and A and asked people questions about, um, you know, what they thought about sex, what they wanted to know more about. If there's an issue with communication with their partner, let's say it's a husband and a wife, just for this example, and the wife is, you know, maybe it's a sexless sexless marriage and you have experienced this. What do you do to approach a husband who, you know, definitely will take it personally? So how do you, how do you approach this? Yeah. So when you're communicating, the biggest thing that you can do is invite, invite the other person into your experience. So starting with like what you're noticing, 
I'm noticing that I'm feeling disconnected from you, or I'm noticing that like, I don't know, whatever it is, like it's whatever you're experiencing and like how you're feeling and even bringing body reveals into it to like really let them know, like, this is scary for you. So like saying I'm feeling tightness in my chest and I really want to like talk to you about this. And what I'm noticing is that I'm feeling like we're not, not connecting as much as I'd like to in the bedroom. And so it's really focused on what your experience is um, and not like accusing them of anything or pointing out anything that they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like how you authentically relate with someone is by sharing what you're noticing and sharing what like you're experiencing in your body. Totally. Um And I have a, I don't know how personal you want to get or how open you are with this conversation. I'm pretty open. Okay. (laughs) I just had to ask. So in your experience, you came from a sexless marriage. Okay. Let's backtrack. Did you always find yourself getting bored in relationships? Were you always the type of person, were you with this person for a really long time? Did it start like alarm you that you were in a sexless marriage where you like, I had never thought I would be this way. I was always a very sexual person. What was that like? Quick interruption to make sure I give you this very special announcement. All right. I have to tell you about the smoothie that I have been making. If you follow me on Instagram, you have probably seen this. You've probably seen me talk all about this product but I have to tell you all about Organifi. So Organifi has been sponsoring the podcast. I've worked with them for a few months now, and I'm telling you every single month, I'm finding new recipes, finding new ways to incorporate these superfoods, and it's changing the game. So what I do is I use a little bit of the plant-based vanilla protein powder. I do half a banana, a handful of spinach or whatever greens you have on hand. I do a fourth of an avocado, so just a little bit for the creaminess. And then I do a dash of cinnamon. So just a little bit of ice. You don't want it to get too frothy and slushy, but you do a little bit of ice, a little bit of water or coconut water, whatever is, you know, whatever fits the bill that day. And you blend. It is amazing. It is the creamiest, richest, most filling balanced smoothie and that's why I am so obsessed with Organifi. Everything blends so perfectly. There's no added bullshit. There's no added chemicals. They remove glyphosate which is a massive massive contributor to overall inflammation to chronic health issues. It has been linked to certain cancers. This is something that we need to be looking out for or in Organifi does that for us. So my favorite products absolutely bar none are the greens juice powder. I use it almost every single day whether it is a snack or it is in the morning if I don't have my fresh pressed juice and then I do the vanilla protein powder and I'm telling you all of my clients have switched over to this protein powder you get so much per order that's what I love about it we don't have time to just be ordering new protein powder every every other week especially if it's the one that we use in the house maybe your partner uses it maybe your roommates use it if you're using it multiple times per week you want that big bulk so Make sure that you're going to Organifi.com slash HTH for 20% off of your first order. Actually, all orders. Let's just stick it with all orders, right? So you want to use the code HTH for 20% off of all products. Make sure you're checking out the greens juice powder. That is my absolute favorite. And right now, the limited edition, it will be off the market in a couple of weeks. In about two weeks, you won't be able to get the gold um 
pumpkin spice anymore and that's what I've been using in my coffee and it kind of tastes like a chai latte it's so good so make sure you get on to Organifi ASAP and use the code HTH or click on the link in the bio in the show notes for more information so that's one way to support the podcast and to get your glyphosate free nutrition fix all right let's get back to the podcast with Stephanie Yeah. I mean, I was always a very sexual person and we were together for five years total. Um, I think just, I was such a different person before I went through my transformation, like after my divorce, um, I was really living on the surface level and like got married for like checking off all the boxes that you think are like picture perfect. You know what I mean? And then once we were really getting down into it, we didn't really know how to be so super vulnerable with each other. And I was sharing things like more in a way of like being accusatory and like, and so it just started breaking down the relationship. Um, you know, like when I think about it, I'm like, if I could go back and have these t- tools, like would it have ended differently? Like, I can't really think about that, but that's why I love helping people now that are like in marriages and they want to make it work because there's so many ways that you can make it work. And I do think like the number one thing is communication. Like, even though it's about sex, it's not about like some tip or trick, some new move that you're going to do. It's about getting vulnerable and knowing how to share that information. So I feel like that was kind of a tangent. That makes sense. (laughs) No, it totally makes sense because I feel like, you know, in maybe the nineties and like early two thousands and whatever, I'm like 28. And so I don't know how old you are, but growing up, I would just think like, Oh, you know, go online or go to Cosmo and see like what new position that all these girls are like getting off to. It's like how to make your man orgasm. It was always about the man. Mm -hmm. Let's just start there. It was always like how to get your guy to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, Hmm. Um, it was all about then, the Cosmo tips. I loved those. All about the Cosmo <laughs> tips. It was like ride in like reverse Spice Girl, and you're just like trying to figure out what this is. And so, yeah. Anyways, but again, it was like all of these things are thrusting information. No pun intended. Like thrusting information at you and trying to give you all these tips and all these tips and content, but they're not teaching you how to implement. It's like if you're just in a relationship where you guys are just like vanilla sex, no, there's no, there's no noise. There's no music. It's just like sex, boom, bang, he's off. You're probably not. And then you're doing it. And then one day you come in there and you're like trying to tie him up and then gag him. It's like, you don't, you're like, whoa, he's, you know, there has to be that communication. Exactly. It's literally like going and dry. It's like, you can't just, you can't just do that. So, um, I totally agree. I think communication is the end all be all of everything. And also Uh, like with those crazy things that you do want to try, like I have my clients do those things like in like a sex lab. So it's like not when you're actually going to like get intimate with each other, but you like want to try something new. So there's like no pressure. You're like, okay, let's be like scientists and try this thing and like, tell me what feels good and what doesn't. It's just like a fun little experiment. So, okay. Amazing. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to, my boyfriend's literally going to be cooking dinner the other next night. And I'm going to be like, Hey, turn around real quick. (laughs) He's like, I have a pot in my hand. Did you ever struggle with having orgasms? Did you know what you liked beforehand? Did you all of a sudden you like met this Holy grail when you did your transformation and now you have one every single time. What is, what is this life like? (laughs) 
So this is actually a crazy story. Um, so I used to have orgasms so easily, like all the time, like in my early twenties, um, like from sex and from everything. Yeah. And I had no, I, I all of a sudden stopped having them. I like never orgasmed with a partner for a really long time. And I had no idea why, um, until I went through my coach training and like, I did a ton of shadow work, which is what I focus a lot on in my coaching as well with my clients, but figuring out like what your blocks are and what's going on. And a lot of times it comes from past experiences. So I discovered like my first boyfriend that I ever had, that I was like orgasming with around the clock. Um, he actually passed away when we were like 22. Um, he died of a drug overdose. Yeah. Um, and I had held on to that trauma in my body and it was literally blocking me. And I had to do all this healing work and like unravel what that was. And also just, I had started using a vibrator a lot and kind of numbed myself out. So just getting reacquainted with my body without a vibrator and then also doing that healing work. Um, and now I'm orgasming again, I can have penetration orgasm, like all of it, but it was a really crazy realization. And so I love sharing that story. Now it took me a long time to share it, but I feel like some people, so many people can relate, like it might not be your boyfriend passing away, but like something happened where it's blocking you and you might not even know what it is. Like I had no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm so sorry for that. Yeah. But he sounds like a, he sounds like, um, in like energetic terms, definitely an expander in your life. So that's really amazing that you still have that type of relationship with him in your heart. So that's beautiful. Yeah, I do. I do. That's yeah. great. Um, well, I mean, honestly, without him, we wouldn't be here. So this is great. <laughs> so thank you to him. Right. Um, and so you, you mentioned, you're like, okay, now I can have them all the time again, but you talked about vibrators. Okay. Mm-hmm thinking of things that are taboo, obviously we kind of go everywhere on this podcast. This is the first time that we've had, I always like make dirty sex jokes or I cuss or, you know, it's, it's not a podcast that won't go there. It's just, this (laughs) is the first episode where we've had a real, you know, a a professional to speak with and yeah, (laughs) yeah, like just dedicated to sex. So talking about vibrators, I know a ton of my friends have a couple different kinds. Like there are awesome kinds out there. There's all different kinds and not just like big dildos, just regular vibrators that are just stimulation. Mm-hmm. So I also know that a lot of times people who use a vibrator, they're like, I can only get off with my vibrator or I can only get off with X, Y, Z in this certain position. Or if I use my vibrator during sex. Mm-hmm. So what is it like? Are you talk about like vibrators stealing orgasms. I feel like sometimes they do. Cause you're like, before you even get into it, you're like, Oh dang, like I just sat down. So what is yeah. that like? Talk to talk yeah. about kind of like retraining that. So you can actually get into it without just a vibrator. I know. I hate to talk bad about vibrators. Cause like they are great, but oh, they're if, amazing. No, no shame to have them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, honestly, I do tell my clients, like if you're not orgasming, like with your partner, the number first thing is like, get rid of the vibrator. Um, because you're just literally training, you're programming your brain. You're like literally wiring your brain to orgasm that way. So it becomes your only route to pleasure. 
Um, and it's also just kind of numbing you out. Like it's so much sensation. So like when you're just having normal stimulation, you can't feel anything. It's like, you're numb. So, um, it's really hard at first. Like when I stopped using my vibrator, it would take me like 45 minutes to like get off, like with my hand. And so it's like a commitment. Like you have to be like, okay, I'm going to like really commit to this, but it's honestly so much more of an embodied experience and you can have orgasms with a partner. Um, and for me, I feel like it's more of a feminine orgasm. It's like when you orgasm with a vibrator, it's super quick. It's like this release and it feels great for a second. But like, if you get into, um, just regular orgasms, it's like, you can have these full body rolling, like extended orgasms. And I feel like that is like that feminine experience. So I agree. I think that's like, it's a different type of, also there's a fly that like keeps landing on my neck and I don't know if you can see that, but I'm like (laughs) swatting everywhere. What the hell? Um, but I can only see it in the camera. I can't see it around here. Um, not editing that out. So, but also with that, um, it's, there's something about, I read somewhere, honestly, probably in Cosmopolitan, just like, just for the record, I'm no expert, but I heard somewhere where, and I, I have felt this where after you like have sex or you have an orgasm, you just, your pheromones are so intoxicating and you are glowing. You're more confident. You carry yourself differently. Like your boobs swell. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's a real thing. And it just literally helps you to, it it emphasizes the female body Mm -hmm. so much more. So is that true? Like, is that real? Cause I don't feel that if I use a vibrator, that's just not the case. It's different. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like it's like, I'm putting it back in my briefcase, like bye another day in the office, you know, exactly. 100%. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm sure that we're going to get into a ton of different questions from these questions, but I got, like I said, we did a little poll and I want to get your, um, want to get your advice on some of these things. So people wrote in, okay, this was fun and it's written a couple of times. So what are some resources and ways to spice up a long-term relationship? Okay. So I think it's just, first of all, good to like schedule things. Um, Like when you think about when you first started dating someone, like people always say like they don't want to schedule, they want it to be spontaneous, like all of that. But like when you first started dating someone, it was scheduled. Like you had like a date set and you were going to like get ready and look pretty and like do all the things. And so you were like planning for it. And so it's the same thing. Like when you're in a long-term relationship, like you should plan like a date night or a night to have sex, like have it on the schedule, even though it sounds like it's not sexy, like it actually is. And then like leading up to it, you can like send sexy sex to each other and like make it super fun. Um, so the biggest things that like a long-term relationship needs is novelty, um, some naughtiness, And so bringing that novelty in, like you can plan, um, like an adventure date for each other. So like planning something that they would really like and have it be like a surprise for them. So you're like, okay, we're going on an adventure date on Friday. Like, this is what you need to wear. You should be hungry or like whatever it is. And then like, kind of have like this little surprise date for them is really fun. 
Um, what else? I love that. I, I think those two are like really good ways to start. <laughs> totally. And also, I guess, again, communication, just not being scared to tell your partner like, Hey, I love our sex life and I want it to, I, we're going to be together forever. So I want to like, let's try some new shit. You don't have to like bring a third party into the bedroom if you're not into that. Oh, yeah. that's a question that I have. What <laughs> do you think about, um, we're in this era of, you know, instant gratification. Everyone is, I feel like there are a lot of cheaters. I feel like there's a lot of breaking up if something's wrong and they're not trying to fix it. Um, and so I hear a lot of people say like, well, should we have a threesome? Maybe we should start swinging. People make jokes about it, but it's a taboo thing. But I think that some people really might enjoy it. Some people might be able to handle it. Um, so what are your thoughts on bringing a third party into the relationship for an experience like that? What if this is someone's, um, kink, like we were talking about before Mm -hmm. and they're like, Hey, I've been nervous to tell you this, but I, something that I've always really wanted to do is like, watch you hook up with a girl while I also hook up with her. So what is that conversation? Like, have you ever had experience in that conversation? Yeah. So I actually, um, I also like throw sex parties for a living. So, um, this is like the perfect question for me. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Sex parties as in like selling sex toys or like having group sex parties. No, like group sex parties. Okay. Answer this question. And then please, we are going into this. Thank you. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. So bringing a third party and like so many people have questions about this. Um, it's, can be really fun and you have to have really, really good communication and have all of your boundaries set up. The person who is like the most vulnerable in the situation. So like, let's say the guy wants to have a threesome with his, his girlfriend and another girl, the girlfriend needs to set like the ground rules of like what she's comfortable with. And they need to be checking in with each other, like throughout the experience and like, make sure that she feels safe and comfortable the whole time. So that's really important, but just like going into the conversation and opening that up, like you need to be really sure that you can handle it. And that this is something that you both really want. Like one person shouldn't just do it for the other person. Mm -hmm. And if a threesome is really like one of the people's in the relationships fantasy, you can start by fantasizing about it when you're together. So like while you're having sex, be like, Oh, wouldn't it be so hot if you like saw me fucking this other girl right now or something like, and just fantasize about it together and see what that experience is like first before you bring someone else in. Or like, if it's that kind of thing, if you have, maybe you don't have kids who like have all the iPad passwords, maybe you like bring, would you bring porn into the bedroom? Yeah, you could definitely do that. Cool. Okay. Um, on to bigger and better things. So tell <laughs> me about these sex parties. I've only like, I watch movies. I've seen porn. I like have definitely seen this in, I've never seen it in real life. So mm-hmm. what is that? Like, how do you accumulate this guest list? Are you meeting people who are like at the pool that day? I mean, what is it like? And how do you know? So I actually throw two different ones. So one of them is specifically for bisexual and bi-curious women. So it's only women at the party. Um, And then the other one is for couples um, and single people as well. So um, usually the way, I mean, the communities are all built differently um, just through like 
yeah, meeting through community, people in the lifestyle, dating apps. Um, there's a dating app called Field. Have you ever heard of that one? No. It's like a dating app for people in the lifestyle. So you can be on there as a couple or as a single person. And you like basically put on your profile, like exactly what you're looking for. It's like a very open dating app. Um, so you can meet a lot of people that way to like build the guest list. How um, many people do you normally have? So it's usually between like 50 to 80. And so like with the one with couples, um, it's also like a very co-collaborative one. So guests can perform. Um, and it's also like both of them are more of just like a sexy party. It's not like you mm -hmm. go in and people are just having sex everywhere. It's like people are mixing and mingling and then you can like go off into a room or like something like that. So, so it's more of like a sensual party where there's touchy feely and everybody's very much on the same page. Yes, exactly. Okay. Very cool. But are there, because I see it in movies and you walk in and there's like a guy walking around with a strap on and there's like all these different things and scenarios. And then yeah. there's like BJ's happening in the corner. Is it, you know, everyone put your keys in. Are there those parties where you just walk in and it's, it's people having I sex think, all over their place? I think there are those types of parties, but those aren't the ones I prefer to go to. So got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So are is it typically people are going into bedrooms to do this or are there like multiple yeah. couples going into bedrooms? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Okay. So they're like, Hey, like Ronnie and yeah, like want to come someone in. You're like, Oh, like let's all go play together. Or like oh. you can go as just a couple, or maybe you can ask if, sorry, you can ask if you want to watch someone or right. yeah, whatever it is. Oh, cool. That's so fascinating. So you have to kind of like be in the community a little bit to know about these things. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you could get invited, you know, if you know someone and you're like mm -hmm. interested, um, but it's all very consent based. Like it's very respectful. I honestly feel some of the safest at these parties because everyone is just so up on the knowledge of yeah. like what consent means and all of that. So that's great. That's yeah. great. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like being on all the same page, that's, there's nothing better. Selfish question. <laughs> so I live in a town where there it's a very small town. I mean, everyone knows each other. I don't remember the last time I walked out my door and didn't know somebody. Um, it's not a small town. It's Charleston, but like small town vibe. Lots of gossip happening. Do you often see just, is it just run of the mill couples like with kids at home and who are doing their thing that just want to try different things out? Like, is my neighbor in this super cookie cutter neighborhood, you know, they're watering the grass at 8am, just going to church on Sunday. Like, are these normal, I'm sorry, not normal. Are these just people that you would never expect typically? Yeah. I mean, some of them are definitely like some of them are parents and just have this life that you would never imagine th that they're going to these types of parties for sure. <laughs> cool. I love yeah. that. I love being surprised by people. I think it's so fun. <laughs> um, and then I have one more question for you before we get into the poll. Okay. So you're in this industry and you, you know, so much about sex and confidence and how you operate or do they automatically put any assumptions on you? And is it hard for you to filter out who you really want to get serious with and who takes you seriously for who you are? Because I yeah. feel like if guys are just like, hell yeah. Yeah. That's sex. such a good question. See, yeah, I am in the dating world right now. Um, yeah, it's definitely hard. And it's like, I just have to be very 
um, intentional with like who I'm letting into my world. Cause it's definitely like every I'm on like a dating app, you know? And so everyone's like, so interested in like what my job is and everything. Um, I think it is like a little bit intimidating too. Like, I think they're super into it and then they get a little intimidated sometimes. So it's, it's a dance it's, but it's definitely being intentional with who I let in. Yeah. Good. Good. Cause I was wondering about that. I was like, damn, does she just get a million DMs a day? <laughs> Are you getting like, do you get like wild dick pics all the time or like sex pics? I do. And I've had to, I've had to get my like process really, really pinned down. Like I have all these intake questions and I even have a disclaimer for single men. So my process is pretty aligned now. I don't get anything really that crazy anymore, but still in my DMS. Yes. But as far as people scheduling calls with me, it's gotten a lot more streamlined. Like, I don't care how energetic you are. There is not one woman out there who is fantasizing about your non well lit penis alone. Like (laughs) nobody's just out there with their vibrator, just getting so aroused by your like gray colored penis. Thank you. No one like literally no, no that is not how we get. No, this is not happening. Um, okay. And I really liked this question. It was, why do we tie, why do we tie how much or little sex we have to happiness? So this, like tying this back to my marriage, like Um, I was in therapy at the time. And I think my therapist told me this. It's like, if the sex isn't happening or isn't good, it takes up like 90% of your relationship. If the sex is good, it takes up 10% of your relationship. So it's like when it's not happening or it's bad, it's like all consuming and it just permeates into all areas of your life. And it just like takes over. But if it's good and you're happy and things are flowing, then it's like everything else gets to flourish. It helps everything else build onto that. And it's like Mm -hmm. the intimacy and that bond that you have with that person. That's like the, the seed that like grows the relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like a mirror. I was saying this earlier because I was talking to someone about speaking to you tonight. I was like, I think sex is a really good mirror for Mm -hmm. what's going on in the relationship. Um, and then last question, and this is kind of, we touched on this a little bit, but, um, I don't think I orgasm from penetration. Is this normal? Could that change? Yeah, super normal. So many women do not orgasm from penetration, but I literally always say that all women can, like, it's really a matter of doing healing work. So one of the biggest things you can do is called Yoni dearmoring. So it's literally, you can do this by giving yourself a Yoni massage or even using a crystal Yoni wand. I'm sorry, and, wait, is Yoni like, is that your, sorry, Yoni is vagina. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, you basically go in and t- pinpoint like every little inch of your vagina. Like you could kind of go around in a circle inch by inch by inch and you just massage and you feel like, can I feel sensation here? Is it numb? Is it painful? And you do that in every single little area. And then if it is numb or if it is painful, you massage it or you hold the yoni wand there until it releases and you can start to feel more and more and more sensation as you continue doing this practice. And then you will start having orgasms from penetration. 
so many women I work with, like we go in and they find their G spot and they have zero sensation. Like it's just completely blocked and it's tied to things like the trauma or past relationships that you're holding on to. And as soon as you release that and release that energy that you're holding on to, you can start feeling pleasure again. And it's crazy. Like you will feel more sensation than you ever thought possible. Wow. So cool. I need to get one of these ones. This is great. <laughs> yeah. They're it amazing. Just, I mean, they sound pretty too. I'm picturing like a jade roller. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know? that. And you can get like, I have a rose quartz one and it's really pretty and it's like, you can use it as a sex toy too, or like use it as a healing tool. So, but it's yeah. like soft, it's not sharp and like, no, I'm, pict- I'm literally picturing like a stick wand. It's crystal, but it's smooth. And I was like, like what? <laughs> It's like, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, okay. That's really good to know. So little things. So if people were to, I just want to wrap things up and just summarize. So it's totally possible, normal for women to not be having orgasms. I feel like we put a lot of pressure on like making sure the guy gets his thing. Um, and again, totally part of our society, totally normal. And again, just communication and, I really like your tip of making sure that you're not doing it in a accusatory way or making sure that the guy knows that it's about you. You're like, Hey, I just want to have like better sex. I you're clearly getting off every single time. Like the enough is enough. And I'm going on a strike. This is insane. Like no more orgasm less sex. This is so fascinating. So where can people find the erotic blueprint? So you can find me on Instagram is the best way to find me. It's coaching.by.stephanie. Um, there's also an erotic blueprint quiz online. So if you just Google that, you can find it and take the quiz to find your erotic blueprint. And then one more thing. So if you could leave our audience with any little piece of advice that they, you know, they've never heard before, like that would surprise you and that you wish you knew, what would that be? Um, let me think. No pressure. (laughs) I think the biggest thing is just to start getting vulnerable. Like it's so scary, but like, that's the biggest thing that's going to shift everything in your relationship is letting them into your world. Mm -hmm. So true. Love it. All right. We're getting vulnerable and we're having orgasms. This is great. (laughs) September and October is our month for O's. Okay. Well, thank you so, so much. This is incredibly helpful and I'm just so excited for people to hear this. And thank you for opening up about these sex parties and about your experiences. (laughs) This is great. Yeah. Thank you. This was so much fun. Oh, good. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon. Perfect. You all absolutely loved that episode with Stephanie. I know I had a blast recording with her. So I hope that you all got your questions answered and you enjoyed listening to all of the stories and all of the tips and tricks. And make sure you go on to my most recent Instagram on the Hotter Than Health podcast Instagram. Comment your erotic blueprint. I challenge you all to do this alone. Do this with your partner. It takes two minutes and you just go on and you kind of figure out a little bit more about your communication style. And I promise you, it will change things up in the bedroom. So make sure you go on to my latest Instagram and post Um, and tell me what your erotic blueprint is. I am sensual, like I mentioned, and I'm just obsessed with this. It's so much fun. So 
leave us five stars on iTunes, rate and review so that we can show up a little bit higher in the natural search. Go on to Spotify if you're listening there, hit follow, hit download. It is so incredibly helpful. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you next week.